Hi, I'm Sally. I'm Linda. And I'm Ming. Pour yourself a cup of tea and join us for this week's episode of Moving Oolong. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. Today we have our classic stream of consciousness, aka SOC episode. (laughs) Um, So we're going to be first starting off with our weekly recap and then divulging into whatever the heck we feel like talking about after that. So to start us off, Ming, how was your week? Mm. See, we're recording now a week and a half later past when we recorded last week. So there's a lot to remember, but um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is that Lynn and I went on a little field trip down to Virginia. Uh, we went to see the bluebells, which are apparently like an iconic Virginia wildflower that come up every spring. Um, so we went to like this nature walk, which was like a one and a half mile hike uh, with Priscilla and her puppy and um, Liz. And it was fun. Why is question mark? Question mark? <laughs> the dog was fun. The dog was fun. The the flowers are pretty, but like they're very small. I guess there's a lot of them. So like mm-hmm. when you look out, there's like the field is like covered, but it was super muddy, like oh. so muddy that um I wore my docks and they're still recovery. Then Linda wore her Gore-Tex. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's just a nature walk. I don't need my big girl hiking boots. <laughs> I needed my big girl hiking boots. Um, but it was nice, and then. It was like a different group of girls. I mean, I guess our group of girls normally is who hangs out, but then Priscilla and then Liz. It's like our climbing girls, so girls, girls, gorgeous girls. Um, it was fun, and then until a few of us got hangry at the end. Oh, really? <laughs> and it was like this whole like customer service issue at like the matcha place we went to. So we waited like thirty minutes for matcha ice cream that never came. Oh. And then Liz was really hungry and. I don't know. It felt kind of rushed at the end. And then Lynn and I had like a long trip back. It kind of reminded me of like a miniature version of our uh, adventure to Taiwan where we had to like take a bus to New York oh and God. then wait and then fly and then fly. And so... Mm. Wait, why was it so complicated getting back? Well, it was like a long metro ride because we had to get down to Crystal City mm. on the way there and all on the way back. Mm-hmm. It was like a 40 minute like drive from, from Crystal mm-hmm. City. The Bluebell's place. Yeah. 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 And then... Yeah, I didn't um, back again. It was just tired. Yeah, it was very social, and it was after we must have done something Friday. We had night. brunch that morning oh, too. Oh yeah, we had brunch with uh, Carlos's family at Purple Cash. So all my social, especially like my little high pitched like dog voice and baby voice, <laughs> like all used up. <laughs> but I don't know. What do you think, Linda? What did we do Friday? You had wine yeah. and paint. Oh, Thank the- you, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, paint a sip. Wait, yeah. that was the only last week. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, okay, yeah. It was a very nice event organized by Marlo's household. Me. Um, it was me. Okay. <laughs> Minglo's. <laughs> Mingho. Um, no. They have, like, a nice charcuterie board. It was very Char- fancy. Um, Amy and I made a meat river. <laughs> <laughs> and then we did paint and soap. And it was so nice seeing, like, their product at the end because everyone had, like, their own prompt and mm-hmm. came up with their own, like, design so it felt very different than just going out or it's like very wholesome and classy very ra yeah oh. yeah <laughs> very ra energy but i i told carlos that the paint event almost felt like when we had art club in high school mm-hmm. and we all had like different problems or something like that and it was just a time to just sit and like 
that's me, nice. whatever comes to mind. And the prompts helped. So each of us, we wrote down a color and put it in a bowl and then we picked out and then the color was supposed to inspire or like be the main color. Um, it's pretty wholesome. I think I felt bad for Carlos because he hurt his knee climbing. And so he had all these, like this was supposed to be his birthday week, birthday weekend. Mm-hmm. So he had all these ideas of like going out last weekend, going to bars. And then tonight was supposed, or is going to be his party, but I don't know. He couldn't really move that much last week. So we were like, what is something we could do indoors? That's not a rager because that's happening tonight. And then, I don't know, I have those canvases. So it was very nice. It felt very like, I don't know. Sometimes when we go out and we drink, it's all about like getting drunk. Yeah. This is that conversation. Right. Happening. And then this was more just like, like quality time. Wine, eating our meat river. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you were, we, we should do it again. And then, yeah. Um, it sounds like fun. I really miss painting. I feel like I can't paint by myself because I'd just be like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. what to paint, but. So, like, that's why I painted was making that birthday sign. That does not count right. as painting. <laughs> I painted those beaches. That's like, we put to work. Yeah. <laughs> what Unpaid labor. Last weekend. Um, so, instead of the paint, or what? Was it paint and sip yeah. night? Yeah. I went to Korean barbecue with my coworkers, and like, one of them is the one that left the company. So, I caught up with her and heard about her new like her new job and <laughs> we played like we made her a fool <laughs> well no, no no we just like embarrassed her because she went to the bathroom and then we saw some other people like that night doing the birthday thing so then we told the waiter that it was <laughs> we were celebrating her birthday even though her birthday was like two, three two three weeks ago <laughs> so then he came out she came sat down and then he came out with like happy birthday happy birthday oh. like the whole like chant thing Ew. and then he brought her like sparklers and like a cake oh wow <laughs> a slice of cake yeah that was the whole thing she <laughs> really was fun. made a fool yeah. <laughs> yeah so then next time we're like okay whoever gets left to go to the bathroom next time we go out oh. they're gonna get this lunching <laughs> holding my pee <laughs> yeah after that so we had brunch with carlos's sister and brother-in-law mm-hmm. and their baby, the baby evelyn who was the main character she truly was yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the baby was so cute and i got to hold the baby bonk her head <laughs> <laughs> it was so tiny and i can't believe like, it, it. <laughs> she was so tiny i couldn't believe like it's a whole human being because <laughs> she was just like this small ball and like her fingers are yeah like her entire hand wrapped around my fingers just I like barely is like- at one segment of my <laughs> finger <laughs> it's so cute but yeah after that what did i even do oh i try to spend more time at home because my mom's in india so i hmm. went to spend time with my dad but he's busy at work so oh. we're doing work in the basement so i don't know i just like must didn't do anything much um on sunday i went down to or up to baltimore to visit well, to hang out with a cuffed hose, aka uh-huh. Ankita and Tarlin. Our cuffed hose. Our group chat name is Cuffed Hose because we're all cuffed. Cuffed. Uh oh. So these yeah. are like your if you're going on a triple date kind of people. And then we the yeah, single hose. Yeah. <laughs> uncuffed. uncuffed yeah. Hose. For the streets. <laughs> yeah, but um, Tarlin brought her boyfriend David, and he was like, "Oh, this is awkward," like because he thought another dude would be coming. Oh. He was like, oh, "I feel like I'm intruding." And then we're like, oh, it's fine. You can be one of the girls. Kevin <laughs> never has that issue. So he loves you. Wait, have like all three of the couples been out together? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think, they, I don't even think they've done any double dates, even though they're like pairs of best friends. Oh, the guys and girls. 
Yeah, they're like pretty close. Like the guys oh, are like wow. pretty much best friends. See, when too. I was growing up, that's what I wanted. I'm like, my I best feel like friend, that's too weird though. And I will date the boys' best friends, and then we'll have a joint wedding. What? And then I grew up. <laughs> Linda, you have to fulfill the prophecy. <laughs> no, I mean you're already caught to Sally, so that's one half of the puzzle. Well, that means you have to date Kevin's best friend. Oh yeah, another thing. Well, I was in Baltimore. So okay, backing tra- backtracking. Earlier in the day, um, I was in my car and I saw someone on the side of the street selling flowers. So I got some flowers, and I was gonna just give them to Ankita. So I was walking with them in Baltimore on the streets, and then some guy came up to me. He was like, "Hey, little mama." <laughs> Like, are those for me? <laughs> I was like, did you get those flowers? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, you just serve a little mama. <laughs> How did he know that you were a little mama? Oh my God. I was like, I've never been called a little mama before. Like, let me call you a little mama. Not by a man. <laughs> he knew he could sense your little mama. Wait, he didn't want the flowers or anything? He was just commenting? It was just like, oh, nice flowers. Huh. Wait, that's nice. I thought you'd be like, yeah. for me? Oh, no, no, no. He was, was really respectful, I guess. I went home last weekend, and it was like, for my sister's birthday, so I took her flowers. Mm-hmm. And I also took my mom flowers, because, like, you know, I miss her. That's something cute. nice to do. Mm-hmm. I don't get any little mamas on the metro. <laughs> Actually, I gave the flowers to my sister, and she's like, thanks. <laughs> no little mama for your sister. <laughs> uh, but I did get a nice reaction from my mom. She's like, "Who are we? Oh, oh mama! She's not my mama. <laughs> my mama's not gonna call me <laughs> big mama." Okay. okay. Anyways, Linda, you also uh, went home. Yeah, I did for a good like two hours, and I came back for like another open house. Mm, um, you rushed, you know, this industry it moves fast, as I have recently learned. Um. What else happened this week? I saw two babies this week. Um, cause it's not the highlight of your week. As evidenced by your Instagram post. Yeah, I, I never see babies in my daily life. Mm-hmm. So the first one was Carlos's niece, Evelyn. And then it was like an actual, like, pretty much infant. And my old coworker, who we hang out with sometimes, she has like a one and a half year old. And we all went to happy hour together. And it was nice to hang out. And I felt like so grown mm. because I got there first. And then I was like, bring out a high chair. We have a baby coming <laughs> and all this stuff. And then, so I was like sitting there with like the high chair, like by myself <laughs> for a bit before my friend showed up. I was like, wow, a family <laughs> establishment, a family what? outing. And when we were there, the kid was like walking around and stuff. And like sometimes I'll like get up to walk with her mm. around the restaurant. And people just, like, make small talk to you when you have a baby. Mm. Like, I haven't experienced that. Do they assume that. it's your child? I don't think so. <laughs> um, ethnically, we look very different. Uh. Um, but they're like, hi. Like, they have, like, put on uh, the voice. Yeah. And then I had to, like, talk to them, kind of. And they're like, oh, It's like walking around you. with the dog. Yeah. Mm. It's like a good conversation, mm-hmm. like, starter. Yeah. And I guess it makes you look very approachable if you have a kid who's, like, running up to you. Um, but, yeah, it was nice to see, like, people's reactions when they see, like, a cute child. Does this um, mean you're ready for a child? Well, <laughs> physically, I'm not. But emotionally, yes. Mm. Why not physically? Yeah, I think you're actually in the prime age physically. Huh? You're the most fertile right now. No. 
I know late thirties were the prime. No, 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 you're like in your decline already. This is your birthday yeah. era. Why do you think women got married so early back in the day? Uh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I have no reason to fight against it except for I do. You also went climbing by yourself this week, which for, at least for me was like kind of a step in my climbing journey. Mm. But how did you feel? Well, it was a degradation in my <laughs> climbing journey. But you said you had fun. Yeah, it was fun, but it was very, like, half-heartedly mm. throwing myself just because I was there, I guess. But it was pretty chill. Like, I didn't feel that awkward because a lot of other people were also by themselves. I don't know if you noticed that when you were climbing by yourself, but a lot of people that I thought mm-hmm. were just, like, chilling on their yeah. own. And you, like, catch their eyes and you're like, I see you. <laughs> I don't catch their eyes, though. Right? Oh, but, well, I do it accidentally. <laughs> don't make eye contact. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, climbing with a new group, I guess. Oh, well, yeah, new group. Let's climb with the bros. The bros. They were unfamiliar bros. A different <laughs> bro set. Group. Yeah, a different set of bros than <laughs> the others <laughs> who were all in Rockville on the same day. So we were parallel climbing. Um, I think they were. Yeah, it was definitely like broing out, and they were like egging me on to climb, but also like being supportive. Oh, they'd be like, oh, like, you can do it, stuff like that. So it wasn't that bad, as I thought. And then, oh, Ming and I made Sundubu, randomly. Was that last? That was last week? We also made Lotus Root. Wait. Oh, I think Sundubu was last week. Lotus yeah. Root was this week. Yeah, yeah. So we went to H Mart in mm-hmm. Virginia. Yeah. When we did the same, this is on the same day when we went on, like, the nature walk. Yeah, uh, yeah. We made lotus root. What did you think, Ming? I like lotus root, and I haven't had, had it. it before. Yeah, it was the very, well, at least in my mind, it was one of the very first dishes that when I went over to Linda's house for the first time, her mom made. It was lotus root and wood ear mushrooms. Mm. So no teeth. She made me sit down and eat it, even though, like, it's very different texturally and visually from any, like, Western food. Yeah. So I was like, I remember being kind of like, I'm eating this because I'm polite kind of feeling. <laughs> But I've had lotus root since, but not in a few years. And so I don't know why I wanted to make it, but I don't know. We got some. We were like desperate to make it. You were like, Liz, bring me lotus root to the gym. (laughs) (laughs) I had a lotus root delivery at Crystal City. Um, Just because I was in the mood for it. And it was very good. It was exactly how I remember. Maybe a little thicker, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was so chonky. (laughs) <laughs> who did that my sous chef listen <laughs> was cutting it into like a thick potato <laughs> it's okay we just had to like steam it for a little while <laughs> but yeah it's really good and uh, one thing I like about my household especially when Sebastian's here too is that like like Carlos has never had lotus root before and I assume Sebastian wouldn't have but he's away in my uh, New Orleans, New Orleans. <laughs> but any- anyways anyway, so like it was fun seeing Carlos watch it and then yesterday I or a few days ago I made yu choy with oyster sauce just very something very simple and he had never had yu choy oh. before and so he like took a picture and he like sent it to his sisters and he's like we never eat these <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know it's kind of fun because it reminds me of how I felt when like eating with your families mm, like like introducing new things novelty of it and like ooh like enjoying that cultural food mm. that's how I felt when I ate his mom's like adobo I miss that. that with my old roommate she used to like make a bunch of she was she liked cooking a lot and she was really good at it and innovative so she would like cook a bunch of cool things and then she'd be like oh try some mm-hmm. i made this try some 
And I feel bad because I didn't really make anything interesting oh. for her, but... <laughs> well, it makes sense because, like, you... Or I can't possibly eat all that food by myself. Like, yeah. Most recipes are, like, at least four servings. It's, like, fun to share. And, and, fun, and always fun to bring Linda over. Like, when we made the Sydney meal, I was like, bring your pot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like, collective cooking and eating is mm-hmm. nice. But, I don't know, Linda, did, yeah. did you have other updates? Oh, spill that tea there's no tea okay the tea is that i'm waiting anxiously on borderline arrhythmia stop <laughs> saying that please first of all it's brachycardia okay um brachycardia in arrhythmia <laughs> i can't even explain like what is going on so this morning Ming and I went on another field trip. At 9 a.m. I saw. I was like, why are they right out early? of the house so early? <laughs> it took me up at 8.30. <laughs> I ran the door at 8.40 a.m. Yeah. Um, and then, so I had a place that I was under contract for looking to buy mm-hmm. on the market. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, so the next step after you go under contract is get a home inspection. So Ming and I went this morning to meet my agent and the inspector there and they like did their whole thing and he, i don't even want to go into detail about the inspection i don't know Ming, like what do you think up until this point do you want me to talk about the inspection or the surprise call whatever okay well yes the inspection was interesting because it's like this is your chance to figure out if there's anything that needs major fixing and for some people like if they find something then you can pull out of the contract because basically under a contract is pretty serious right like mm-hmm. you're basically committing or mm-hmm. you're in the steps to committing so every like he was talking about it like it was his house it was your house he was like okay so this like is your your heater yeah. this is your um uh, ac unit or whatever mm-hmm. and then like midway through uh your landlord your agent decided to tell you that he got a call this morning yeah out of the blue yeah um that the original place that she was most interested in decided or wants to go back into market. And uh-huh. there's like a whole bunch of like back and forth why they like pulled out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, huh? Like you're telling me this about another place while I'm in the section yeah. for this like different place. And because my agent was like, he was like laughing at all, kind of. Mm-hmm. He was like, haha, like, look who comes crawling they back. Thought. Like, yeah, they thought. But then I was <laughs> like, like, wait, I'm actually thinking. <laughs> I'm actually thinking. And um, basically, like, the inspector was like telling me all these things. I learned a lot about like the like electrical breaker mm-hmm. things and like what happens to the pipe and whatever. Um, I sound like I don't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But <laughs> 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 That's what inspectors are for. And I was like, I don't even need to know this information because I'm going to another place. And then we all went up to the roof to just, like, take a look. Because, I don't know, my agent was like, I don't think we checked all the roof. I look, I think he was trying to do that to try to keep you committed to this place. Like, he was like, isn't this view so nice? And then Linda the whole time was already thinking about this original place that she mm-hmm. found out was now available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you The view was do? not that good. Are you able to back out of the place you already started? Yeah, so I already backed out okay. of that. She said it in a very, like, girl boss way. Oh, like, we okay. came back down for the roof, and he was like, all right, so I'll give you, like, a day to think. You can just let me know at the end of the day. And she's like, there's no need to be thinking. Oh. Or the thinking is not needed. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh. <laughs> Something like that. Something like, like, Mike Shaw, I've done my thinking, kind of like. 
Uh, what do you think of my agent name? I think he is a father father figure, and I'm glad he wasn't patronizing because I feel like mm-hmm. sometimes when you have like an older male who has more experience than you in this subject, they could talk down to you. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think he was talking down to you ever, which is good. He was definitely talking to you like he works for you. But also, he knows that it's your first place, so he's, like, trying to give you little tips here and there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he was kind of pushing a little bit the first place, just because it's easier for him. Like, the paperwork's already in process. Um, But he was also very clear, like, if you really like this first place that that has come back available, then, like, you should go for it, right? Because he was like, I work for you. Mm -hmm. Which is true. I mean, he does. Yeah, he really liked that place, even before... The parking floors. The parking floors. <laughs> oh my god! Do? Huh? You're gonna go park it floors? No, no, that was at the place we were at this morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. The one that you backed out of. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. We will so, not I mean, have parking floors. Thank yeah. you. It was weird because like we were both in the elevator. It was the two of us in the elevator, and then the inspector, who's also a man, an older man, mm. and then uh, your agent, mm. and it was just like me, like blinking. <laughs> I was blinking back at it. I was like, wow. So I'm very impressed that you're like you've gone on what you did a day where you toured seven places and like you've talked to a bunch of lenders who are also male, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. All of them are men. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty impressed. I don't know if I would have had the the balls to do that, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'd be worried that I'd be like like hustled. Yeah. Or, or like talked down to or like seen as a child. Mm-hmm. But you held your ground. I guess. I don't know. I feel like the first time I met him, I was definitely, like, my agent. I was like, um, so, like, if it's not too much trouble, and I was, like, being super polite and stuff, mm-hmm. and then, like, when he was explaining things, I was like, yeah, yeah, when I, when I did, actually did understand, mm-hmm. but now when he, like, explained it to me, he's like, does that make sense? I'll just say, like, no. Yeah, and, like, mm-hmm. um, like, explain yourself, and he's pretty nice, like, I think I like that he's not that nice, also. Because I don't think agents need to be super nice to you. Like, they just, suck up to you. Yeah. yeah. Like, it would be kind of, like, contrived, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and, yeah, so I'm just waiting to hear back, currently for the previous place to see if they approve my offer. Mm-hmm. He gave me, like, nice Mr. Brady vibes. Do you remember Mr. Yeah. Brady from high school? He was a teacher, so maybe... Yeah. Oh, he was? Your agent was? Mm-hmm. He's, like, very knowledgeable and, like, willing to teach. But Mr. Brady was kind of, like, just sarcastic, and sometimes that cut too sharp. Mm-hmm. He was kind of a douche. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so Linda's agent, I wouldn't call him a douche, but he is, like... He's a like, uh, grouchy. Yeah, he's grouchy. <laughs> like, uh, but he was nice enough. I don't know. <laughs> Have you guys ever been in a situation, though, where, like, you're obviously the youngest and the only woman or mm-hmm. something like that, you're, like, totally out of your depth? I haven't that's like every lab meeting for me I guess that's true yeah especially so we have this collaboration with like Oxford people and literally everyone in the meeting is men are men um and it's like people from our lab the other lab that we're collaborating with and I just sit there I'm like I have nothing to contribute so Mm -hmm. I mean like I feel like I should say more things but I just have nothing I don't know like how to in like insert myself into the conversation when I have no ex- expertise. Yeah. See, I don't think I could be like Linda. I tend to anytime, especially if it's a man who does have a little bit of more knowledge than me, I mm-hmm. can like shrink back and be like, okay, like 
especially when he asked, like, do you understand? And you're like, no, like explain it to me. I would have been like, yes. And then I like go home and like Google it mm-hmm. myself because I hate feeling like I don't know things. I think that's something I learned to like be better at yeah. from this job because my mentor, he's like really smart and he talks about a lot of concepts that I don't know anything about. So sometimes I'll start explaining something and then I'll just like, like before I would just pretend like I like I'm following, mm-hmm. but then he would like, nowadays he also like is better to he'll stop and be like did that make sense or like do you know about this so that also helped me get more comfortable with asking if i don't know something hmm. he brings up a term that i've never heard of before the fact that he's yeah giving you that opportunity mm-hmm. to like say i don't get it yeah sometimes that's like annoying though when they ask like does that make sense to you i'm like it could be patronizing well, yeah it depends on the way they ask it. Yeah. So he asks it like, "Do you, have you heard of this? Or like, are you familiar with this? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I say no, then it's like fine. Because it's like a very niche thing usually that he's mm-hmm. talking about also. And since he's explaining something to you, it doesn't hurt him to explain something else like that's related, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they won't mind explaining more. Yeah. I guess it's like better if they ask if it makes sense rather than just like explaining it without asking mm-hmm. because you might already know. And yeah. then they look like they're just assuming that yeah. you don't know. As it gets into the territory of like mansplaining, right? Yeah. yeah. I was reading, um, there's this Instagram account that me and my roommates follow. It's like Washingtonian problems or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about like all the weird things that men have expl- mansplained on dates. And one of them was like about plants. Like, she went, like, on a date a- dating app date, and he just sat there explaining plants to her and, like, the benefits they are for health, for, like, mental health and stuff like that. And then there was another one where, like, they were mansplaining why lines outside of bars exist. And it's just, I don't, we have some, we have some mansplainers in our lives. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're, like, fully conscious of it. I don't Would you ever tell a mansplainer that they're mansplaining? I, I don't know. Mansplain, mansplaining. Back to you. <laughs> How would one mansplain mansplain? Can you like, mansplain? You don't know what mansplaining is. Let me explain to you how how like this mansplaining is not mansplaining. Yeah. Wait, is it possible for a woman to mansplain, or does that defeat the definition of mansplaining? I think you can like have the same behavior, but I don't think you can call it mansplaining. Is that like mansplaining? the girl boss gatekeeper? Yeah, yeah. Like, thing? Or it's like the idea that it's defined as mansplaining because men are in their place in society where they like mm. have that upper hand or can mm-hmm. men mansplain to another man mm. i feel like i've seen that happen <laughs> <laughs> or is that just like being patronizing and talking down to, to someone like your, your peer i feel like a man who was being mansplained to wouldn't feel like he was being mansplained to you yeah know, i've like, never seen a man be more, like, offended yeah wait, wait, i had this exact conversation with uh kevin we were talking about mansplaining. We were talking about the person in our life who mansplains. <laughs> and he's like, actually, I don't think it's mansplaining. I just, like, silk it in. And I'm like, because you're a man. Exactly. <laughs> so you want to get it. <laughs> so maybe it is, like, a case where, like, men, like you said, aren't aware of it or they don't see it in that way. They don't see it as yeah. a problem, I guess. Right. Which is why they do it. <laughs> Ooh, we, we all lost <laughs> the, the reason, yeah. Like, what are some strategies we can do to, like... Come back. Okay, yeah, so that, come back. But that goes back to Sally's question of like, would you ever tell a man that they were, or like, what were you saying? Would you ever? Would you ever call out a man for mansplaining, I guess? Especially if they're f- your friend. It depends, probably on the level of familiarity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think so. I don't know if I'd call it mansplaining unless I was like, because I feel like some men are kind of sensitive about that. Like, me? Mansplaining? Like, <laughs> I'm no. just trying to help you out. I'm a feminist. <laughs> I could never. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I call it mansplaining or just be like, yeah, I know that. Like, 
or you told me that already, or mm. I got it. I feel like this comes up a lot in climbing too, with like beta sprain. It's very close to mansplaining. But I guess I've had the privilege of like working, especially in environments where it's like mostly women. Um, so I might actually experience that in like a leader, like um hierarchical situation mm. unlike you guys so i don't know I would you feel, feel like it's I, your boss i actually feel like i don't really get me man- like my mentor tells me a lot of things but it's like interesting so i don't feel like he's mansplaining to me mm-hmm. and it's actually things that i like really don't know anything about like he was telling talking to me about quantum mechanics which i kind of know a bit about from his class but not really at all mm-hmm. So he's definitely like the expert in the situation. He has the right to be so do like, you consider talk, it explaining. You don't. So I don't. But the thing is, I guess when it's like unwarranted, yeah, um, mansplaining. Because when you're at work, you're subjecting yourself to be like under someone, so they can talk to you. But then if you're like peer to peer, you're mm-hmm. not really in a situation in a like relationship where you want to be talked down to. Yeah. So I think that's when it becomes more of a problem. It also depends on tone, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, definitely. Like, the way you're explaining the things. Yeah, or... when they assume that you don't know something. Yeah. That's why I don't think my mentor is Mansman, because he kind of, sometimes he, like, assumes that I know all these crazy, like, theories and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't know anything. I had to, like, talk him down and be like, I'm dumb. <laughs> I know nothing. I feel like sometimes men also in conversations, they go into, like, explaining mode, which is different than, like, mansplaining. Mm. But, you know, like, they talk about, like, the work they do or, like, a super niche like thing and sometimes like oh it's great that they talk about their like interests but also it's like why is a conversation about explaining like mm-hmm. it's not really like involving both people mm-hmm. in the conversation and that i think isn't necessarily yeah that's true because of the dynamic between men and women but also i think women could do that where it's just a simple like give and take like when you have a conversation with someone you don't want it to all be about that dominated one by one yeah. person mm-hmm. and i i know some women in my life who are like that and it's not necessarily like mansplaining or woman slaying it's just that like y- they don't have the awareness to like mm-hmm. okay now it's time to let the other person speak mm-hmm. and so it becomes like just explaining or luxury mm-hmm. yeah there's like no one signs up for that <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Linda, would you or have you worked in a situation where you've had someone to mansplain to you? Where my current boss, I wish he would mansplain to me. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> like, he's just, he's very nice. But he's also kind of like bumbling. He like doesn't know what's going on. So, so like you. Huh? <laughs> so I just had direction here from him who was supposed to be explaining things mm-hmm. to me. But then whenever I like explain this whole thing, I like, tell this whole like, elaborate like issue that I had, he's like, Hmm. Like, say that again. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> but he's like, oh, I'm like, I'm just so busy, and he knows he's doing like a he's like a lousy job in his own terms. And I'm like, this is your boss. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like he needs some reassurance. Like, it's okay, dude. <laughs> I mean, it really is fine. But yeah. have you ever caught yourself perhaps over-explaining or mansplaining, or yes, just lecturing someone? I feel like it's hard to catch yourself yeah. doing that because you would stop yourself if you could catch yourself. Have you caught yeah. each other? Have you caught each other? I mean, sometimes I'm self-conscious of like when I'm talking about climbing. Because mm. mm. sometimes I can hear myself and like, okay, I sound really fucking annoyed right now. <laughs> or like, you guys already know it. I don't know why I'm explaining this to you. Or mm-hmm. I think I usually try to mm. gauge other people's interests when I'm explaining a topic. And then if they don't seem interested, I'll just cut it short. Yeah. Be like, mm. yeah, it's this. Anyways. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know what I mean that TikTok I sent you about, like, 
when friends just like go over the same conversation like over and over but sometimes but like it somehow still feels like a new conversation like that's not over explaining it's just like i don't even know what that's a very special like i don't know a very special situation when you're like talking to your best friends you're like your best girlfriends about like some like situation like a guy or like a tea or something like that and then you like sit there and you can like analyze it from all 10 different (laughs) angles and like rediscuss because i feel like that happens to us a lot where we'll talk about something and then we'll like bring it up later and then i don't think that's over explaining or anything like that it's just Uh, a rigorous analysis yeah (laughs) unique to good friendships i guess Mm. which i don't know if guys do that but maybe they do, and like I'm just not privy. Wait, see so. TikToks. Yes, I saw a TikTok where it was like, um, oh, oh, the okay. <laughs> it was like after the party, yeah, like yeah, you get yeah. home, and the guy's like laying in bed. From his perspective, he's laying in bed and like nursing a bottle of Gatorade, mm-hmm. and then it, it switches the camera to show that his two guy friends are like sitting like in outside the door frame. Yeah, and then they're just like nodding along, like, <laughs> and that's basically the guy was saying like after. Nights out, we also have our debriefs. Yeah. They're like looking busted, like gossiping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't think about that. It reminds me of our circ- table talks. You mm-hmm. remember that? Mm-hmm. Table talk. In college. Saturdays or Sundays. After going out, <laughs> yeah. we used to like meet up in the diner and sit around the table mm-hmm. and just discuss the night. And uh, I don't know, I guess some guys do it then. Is that TikTok is proof? Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow <laughs> after today. <laughs> we have to make something to talk about. You're up, Sally. Me? Yes. (laughs) I feel like I've gone through a rigorous um, challenge lately. Maybe Linda, actually. I feel like I'm also going through a rigorous challenge. (laughs) Sally, it's your time to shake it up. I can't shake anything up. (laughs) Uh, Sally's life is too stable. We were actually talking about this, or Linda and I. I was saying how like with Linda she has like her house going on dating life happening mm-hmm. and then Sally's just you know she's settled she especially now that grad school is over mm-hmm. do you feel like you're at a I don't know you talk about your like cuffed friends yeah you feel like sometimes it's like you have more to talk about with them versus like us single in the streets as Linda like to I guess I can relate more to them mm-hmm. because we can talk about being cuffed I guess <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when you guys talk about, like, single in the streets of D.C., it feels, like, very distant from what I'm living in. Yeah. But, like, it's fun to hear about it, and it's, like, lively and, like, a interesting part of my life, I guess, but I can't relate. Like, and also, I don't want to be single in D.C. on the streets. Yeah, no. Yeah. So. Like, you, you said it sounds lively, but it's, like, a struggle. It's, like, weird because... It's exciting to hear about it from an outsider point of view. Yeah, I guess that's how it makes the struggle more bearable because mm-hmm. you think about how you're going to tell this experience to your friends yeah. later. But even though, like, the experience sucks, like, that's, like, the consolation. The consolation <laughs> prize. <laughs> <laughs> like, having, like, for the, for the plot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's like the TikTok where it's, like, not my monkeys, not my circus. I feel like you think of us sometimes that way. As my monkeys and circus? Yeah. <laughs> and especially like when we're getting up into shenanigans and it's just... I don't know. It's Because mm, I remember when I was in a relationship and you two were single. Mm-hmm. And I felt a little left out actually because the two of you were talking about like apps or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like doing whatever you want. And I was sitting over here like, I'm all cuffed up. <laughs> but it's always like, the grass is always green. Yeah, so it is like, green. Because... I still remember when I was on the apps and I hated it. So I wouldn't want to go back. 
it's not right now. <laughs> well, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm also off the apps, even though I, sh- Wait, I what? should be on. Huh? I'm like not checking them. I haven't oh. looked at them mm. for like a long time. I'm also off the off the. Huh? Okay. I am also <laughs> off the apps. <laughs> so you have no circuits to watch, Sally. Get on, get on the street right now. <laughs> the physical street. <laughs> I mean, Linda, you have like a house to worry about. Yeah. So that makes sense. Mm, I looked up statistics of like single women buying like like property actually to see if it is actually that much. And apparently the demographic is like bigger than single men buying property. Really? Because mm. that kind of makes sense. I think they did like a survey where single women view property as like a higher priority in life than men. But I forgot the reason mm. why. Because they're thinking about like, I don't know. I don't know if this is generalizing, but it tends to be that at least the women in my life tend to be more future thinking mm-hmm. than the men in my life. Yeah. Like they feel able like to think owning a property kind of ties you down to mm-hmm. DC. I was like thinking about that because okay, I told Ming like five times, like, what should I, what am I gonna do in five years? And what are you gonna do in five years? Like, I don't know. So like why plan the future around some something you don't know mm-hmm. about? Like, I'm living here now, so I should get a place while I'm here. Cause you don't know what's gonna make you happy in the future, or you don't know like what can change. True. And I don't really have like a t- reason why I have to stay in DC but I also don't have a reason to go anywhere else so why like I don't know I think we make all those choices like every day right you're making the choice based off of like your current knowledge and where you are in your mindset now but like this one just has bigger consequences Mm -hmm. but for I have like the exact opposite perspective for as Linda when it comes to houses because I'm like yeah I could be in DC in five years but I don't want to commit myself to it in such a tangible financial way yeah. as in buying a place because who knows what i'll be doing in five years and it's hard to predict mm-hmm. so for me that's more of just like a house is a fear versus for you a house is a more like stable want i don't really know yeah i think it. it feels more secure than mm-hmm. renting i guess also like i was telling you earlier like if i weren't gonna try living with sally i like mm-hmm. have to make it worth it i guess because I, if I was renting, like, not, like, might as well. But it would be nice to have, like, a household together. Mm-hmm. But then it's, like, am I making choices based on, like, FOMO or just wanting people around me when I know that I can be, like, fine living alone? That's true. So... So kind of testing yourself to live alone? I don't know if it's testing, but it will be new. It'll definitely be, like, yeah. a test, I guess. But I don't know if that's the... I'm kind of curious. I, I've always wanted to know this. Like, did you ever have regrets about moving to DC so like faster than me? Like, would you have wanted to live in this marvelous matrix? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But but then again, you couldn't have known. Yeah, in June, because at that time I was like, I'm not moving out for a while. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Linda you're always like so fast to do something. Like your first move out, well. To DC, well, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, the first to start looking for stuff, like, buying a house. And then when she, like, quit her job and, yeah. like, got a new one. Yeah. I feel like maybe yeah. I should, like, wait. Because if I just, like, chilled out for six months, maybe, like, I could live with me and friends. And, like, it would be pretty good. But then again, that goes back to the whole thing where you don't yeah. know. Yeah. Right? 
And um, I feel like your personality is more like if you don't know, you're going to make something happen right now. Yeah. Versus my personality is like, I'll just wait. <laughs> well, Painful waiting wait. has its good parts too, I yeah. guess. Like waiting for the market, for buying a house. Mm-hmm. Like I've also been inspired to think about buying a house because of you. Oh, <laughs> because gosh. of you, I guess. But I think also because my grad school is long term, so I know I'm going to be in the area for yeah. sure. So I think it does make sense for me to think about buying a house, but also like the market's bad. So I think for me, it's more worth it to like find the best time instead of rushing to things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everyone has their own point of view. Yeah. Yeah. And own like timeline. Yeah. Pace. Timeline. Yeah. Yes. I guess the one factor is that like, I wish I had, I guess, because when you're buying a place, usually it's with two people. It's like with someone uh, you want to spend mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. spend your life with. Yeah. But like, this isn't a permanent thing. But also, it's like, should I wait for that to happen before making these decisions? Or. But then again, yeah. you don't know how long you would be waiting for, right? Yeah, and like, yeah. it might not even happen. So. Right. Yeah. There's. I think we talked about regrets a while ago, but I really try to remember that, uh, like, you won't regret things because this is how you were feeling in the moment now. Yeah. So, like, for you to regret is for you to question your past self. But sometimes like, it needs to be questioned. I mean, sometimes, and that's what we're here for. But I feel like if it was like a really stupid decision, Sally mm-hmm. and I would like talk mm-hmm. some sense or try to talk some sense into you. But mm-hmm. you also have to like um, trust your instinct. Yeah, your vibes. Yeah, <laughs> that the current you with the decision, the information you have is making the best choice mm-hmm. for your future self. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, it's a reversible decision. Like you can always sell the house. It's not that's like true. Yeah, it's not like having a child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ming was talking oh. about getting a dog. Wait, wait. Oh, oh. I thought you were going to say China. <laughs> I was like, absolutely not. A dog. I mean, like, obviously not in this house because we can't Why, have obviously. pets. Oh, you can? Well, we can, but it comes with, like, a much higher fee. Mm. Um, and I think we have to get approved by landlords. So it's, like, a bunch of hoops to jump through. And I probably want a dog when I'm living alone. Mm-hmm. But it is, like, I see these cute dogs around D.C., Mm-hmm. And it would give me something to like channel my energy and my yeah. nurturing. Like walking to the, through the dog and park and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's appealing. So mm-hmm. maybe in a few years, but yeah. I feel I, like dogs are so high maintenance. That is true. That's why a lot of people our age get Don't. cats oh, yeah. instead, yeah. which I'm thinking about getting a hat when Ooh. I move. Linda's also thinking about getting a cat. Huh? We're going to mate our cats. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Gonna... The male. <laughs> Sally will have the female. Oh my God. Yeah. You can have our babies. I don't want the babies. <laughs> I want you to cast. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I just got a text from my agent. Oh, live? Live, yeah, live update? Saying this that we got... just in. <laughs> the only time we can use this just in. Um, so we got the ratified contract. Okay, what does that mean? So it means they accept You're under contract? contract? So I'm under contract. Again. So you're the Again. first place? Huh? The first place? Mm-hmm. Is this official then? Well, she's in the same state she yeah. was this morning with all the places. So, so to do home inspection and okay. get the appraisal. But you're closer so. to getting it. Yeah. Wow. That means he beat out the other competitors, right? Well, they didn't even release it. Yeah. Because oh. they knew that Linda, they came crawling back to Linda. <laughs> and she came, wait, we were like, she came crawling back and they came crawling, they met halfway crawling back <laughs> to each other. <laughs> well, congratulations, I guess. We can do the home inspection once again. Oh, he's asking, would you be available for another home inspection on Monday? Monday? Let me see if I have another doctor's appointment <laughs> I can take off for. Yeah. Oh <laughs> it will be at 9 a.m. again. Um, I will tell him to schedule a more convenient <laughs> time for the both of us. 
Well, that's good news. Yeah. See, these things are like so much more like fun with someone else. With oh, am I your partner? <laughs> yes. Why don't you just live with me? Well, because I'm here. Take yeah. her out of her matrix. Ming, Release me from my matrix. matrix. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to just be Carlos' matrix, and that doesn't have the same ring to it. I mean, there's Carbastion. Sarlos. Sarlos. Seblos. Okay, we need to stop. Okay, Ming, what are your long-term plans? Because we know Sally's just gonna... What? Be in school for the next five years. Settle down. Have yeah. to play five what kids. What is your five-year plan, Ming? Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't really know if I have one, actually. But this kind of brings up what I was going to say is that in high school and in college, whenever you guys were talking about plans or, I don't know, even like recently, Linda, when you like first moved out of DC, I felt like some sort of like, I'm behind, mm-hmm. like I'm really behind or like I should be on the same track as them. But like, I'm very pleasantly surprised that I have not felt that towards you at all with like you getting a house and then you... Browser. I'm not having a partner. Uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> okay. I felt very like, okay, they do their thing. And it's, um, it is a, a rare feeling for me to like not try to compare myself. So I'm trying to like enjoy that. And uh, that's why I don't really have any plan in mind, honestly. Like, I like my job enough. I like my life right now. And I've talked to Linda a little bit about how I probably wouldn't buy something in DC right now because I ideally would like to move out of this area in the next. I don't know, two or three years. To where? I don't know. Okay, see, this complicates things now that you guys have ties to this area. Because you're here for grad school and, like, Linda's got a whole damn mortgage. <laughs> so my idea was to move west, but I don't want to leave you guys. West coast? West? Crawling back? To- Crawling back to what? <laughs> to the west? <laughs> There's no back to go. It would be crawling towards, crawling towards a fresh future. Fresh? future huh. okay <laughs> i don't know i don't know i yeah i really couldn't predict like i definitely want to live in a different area because mm-hmm. we like grew up around here went to school here um and then this everyone in this house has kind of talked about like after like renewing the lease for another year but probably not for a third year mm-hmm. and so that would be around the time i'd be thinking about getting a new job anyways and so it kind of just like that time period aligns a little bit so like why not look for a different place to yeah. live in but I well if you move out know. we can go visit you <laughs> we have an excuse well I also felt the same as Linda where I want a partner not necessarily romantic but a platonic or whatever a partner to like go to a new city with because mm-hmm. I'm not the type to be bold enough to be like I'm gonna move all alone mm-hmm. like Alex like I, I I don't have that in me so I kind of wanted someone to go with me perhaps I'll find someone to go with me to a new city I don't know but can we move to Austin via William? Be with William? <laughs> <laughs> sure, maybe. I'll, I'll live in the cupboard while he and his boyfriend are in the one bedroom. The parasite. <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> I don't know. And then, yeah, who knows? Who knows what's my five-year future? It's not as clear to me, but I'm content where I am right now. And I'm really glad that I feel content. So I'm trying to like hold on to that as long as I can. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, this is, like, where people's paths diverge. Yeah. Like, in college, everyone was, like, around the same. But, like, early 20s, like, is normal mm-hmm. to be different than others. Mm-hmm. Well, now that... Okay, because we had a fear that Sally was going to move away. And we, like, had to rope her down. Like, I don't want to disturb that now either, so... No, we had to rope you down. 
Okay, we're all real down for the next five-year plan. <laughs> I have to commit to something in five for five years. Uh, a dog. The dog will rope you down. Wait, dogs live longer than five years. So what was like a goldfish? My goldfish have been alive for more than five years. Oh, it's too much a commitment. I can't commit to goldfish. <laughs> Make it more rat. Stop. Oh. All right, and with that. <laughs> Um, thank you for attending this stream of consciousness. We touched on naked mole rats, but most importantly, mansplaining Linda's big life decisions, Sally and her cuffed friend group. <laughs> um, I hope you enjoyed this uh, stream of consciousness, whatever com- comes out of our mind. Sometimes we really don't know what to expect. So we're keeping you on your toes. Stay tuned to next week. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>